0: Episode of Never Seen, the podcast where we watch the films missing from our filmographies, those glaring gaps in our film education, the classic or immortal movies people are shocked you've never seen. I'm your host, Jenny, and joined as ever, and thankfully, it would seem forever, is the lovely stacy Konnichiwa. Excellent. <laughs> and the ever handsome Lee.
1: Hello. You caught me there. That was a very quick introduction. I, <laughs> I the thought man it who went, needs no introduction is lee
0: <laughs> <feel>. <laughs> but he needed an introduction and he got one at least you said hello it was a happy hello it wasn't just a oh yeah
1: i liked it it's christmas well
2: well wow. it's post christmas it's, it's, post-Christmas. it's Post-Christmas. over now
0: it's <laughs> new year
1: now isn't
2: it? we're over it now it's sad
1: <laughs> yeah yeah that it's was just depression de- time depression's dreary Jan- yeah. january
0: really long winter and shit so um anyway. No, anyway. Happy, new year. <laughs> <laughs> happy new year everyone <laughs> hope you had a marvelous christmas and enjoyed your new year celebrations i know we did didn't we
1: we still <laughs> are it's it's only totally still... just gone midnight
2: oh, i'm yeah, probably point. still drunk on cheese that, that makes always. sense
0: yeah. yeah yeah i get it i get it i'm probably not uh <laughs> but frazzles more than likely and you know um heroes or celebrations, yeah. probably celebrations.
1: Yeah, celebrations. I feel we're drifting already. We're, yes. We're, yeah. Two, two minutes into two 2024.
0: 20 in. I thought you were going to say 2022. I don't know why. Anyway, <laughs> we've travelled <laughs> back, back in time. Lee, this month was your choice film. What did you have us watch?
1: I uh, chose uh, Seven Samurai. 1954, Akira Kurosawa, historical swordplay movie, seminal. Um, Yeah, widely regarded as one of the greatest foreign movies of all time, which always seems like a bit of a daichi qualifier, really. Mm -hmm. Kind of, Mm -hmm. oh, it's a foreign movie. But anyway, um, yeah, I first saw this in... I can tell you the exact date it was 23rd of september 1987 okay. on Channel four and i was just after my life. second birthday <laughs> oh, look if you're gonna keep <laughs> doing this i'm gonna go away what, actually, what on your own I what you,
0: actually what year did you say
1: this was 87
0: 87 yeah i was six
1: yeah okay i was 17 oh so um <laughs> I've lost me. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, so, yeah, I was, <laughs> I was aware of it at the time. Um, I, uh, I, I was a big fan of uh, the Magnificent Seven, which we'll, we'll come on come to. I yeah. don't want to talk too much about that because we might save that for a whole other episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'd seen, here's a nice little tie I'd seen the Magnificent Seven on New Year's Eve, 1985, and it just blew me away. I remember having to go for a walk <laughs> at like 10 o'clock at night. Just to clear my head, I was that buzzing from it. So wow. I I known Magnificent Seven. Mm-hmm. I'd been ring I kind of just discovered manga. There was a manga called Lone Wolf and Cub that mm-hmm. first comics had just been putting out around about that time. So I was kind of big into kind of like the Japanese swordplay. Uh, sword plague culture and, and that kind of thing i think there was the the the, the wolverine and daredevil stuff had got the ninjas and sort of samurai stuff was going on so i was primed for it i knew about it uh so i watched it and i i thought it was phenomenal mm. um, this is seven samurai but uh, i saw it again i channel four showed it again the next year in july and they 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 pre- preceded it with a Something they don't do anymore, it's a shame Just look at a, a one hour kind of Masterclass from yeah. I think from the, the, uh, the, the British Film Institute, something like that Like a lecture, mm-hmm. talking about About it, so I could I could Search for that online and found The date it was on, so that was nice So if you've never heard of Seven Samurai, where the Fuck have you been? For quite <laughs> but it's, it's uh, Basically It's a kind of Eastern Western, I guess is what you could call it, uh, about a, uh, a farming village that's being attacked on a regular basis by bandits. So we're seeing all their food and supplies. So they decide to hire a bunch of samurai to protect the village and fight off the bandits. Simple, simple story. Three and a half hour movie. Right. But it's it's but it's Akira Kurosawa's. I think it's it is favorite film of his and it's certainly i think his most renowned and most famous uh movie mm-hmm. um and of course it's been incredibly influential since Yeah, you know, there was the magnificent seven remake that came out a few a few years after um and then there's been a whole bunch of remakes and pseudo-remakes from Battle Beyond the Stars in 1980, which was like a Star Wars version, like a sci-fi version. There was a Bug's Life, which was an insect animated version. There's uh, Seven <laughs> Swords, which was like a Hong Kong Wushu version. You've got The, uh, the Three Amigos, which was the the, the comedy spoof version. Mm-hmm. And I think there was uh, Ocean's Eleven, which was, was kind of the you know the the caper movie,
3: yeah,
1: Easter movie version, yeah. so it so it's been incredibly influential, and yeah, and just kind of a phenomenal movie, highly influential movie. so neither of you two had seen it, is that right? That is correct,
0: yeah correct yep
1: okay, so so had you had did you have any awareness of it? Or, or when Not, I mentioned it was, it, was it like I've never fucking? Heard I ne- of that. So
0: when you when you mentioned it for the pod, yes, I knew of it then.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I've only I feel like I've only really known about it over the last like five or so years. Like, so when I was much younger, I didn't know anything about it. Okay. Uh, Mag- see, but Magnificent Seven, mm-hmm. yes, I think there's something about the title of that film that's sort of been around in sort of my pop culture referencing brain for many a year, but Seven Samurai, not so much. I don't think until probably starting to pay more attention to film, not just in studies, but in just being a film fan and learning more about the creation and making of films and um, directors' influences and things. But I'd, I'd never seen the film, but it was one of those in the back of my mind i knew i wanted to see eventually so thankfully the you know we created the pod and here we are um but i didn't ever think that a bug's life was some form of remake of it. That's interesting.
2: Yeah, that didn't twig with me even slightly either until you just said it and I was like, Yeah, it's the same fucking plot, of course it is. It's, it, it's, <laughs> it's just a, grasshoppers. Yeah, they <laughs> yeah. yeah, just
1: go and read up about it. And like, on like on various like you know, podcasts and, and um videos, you know, YouTube videos and on you know, Wikipedia, they go and and there are those who argue that a bug's life was influenced by seven and you no shit really (laughs) do you think and i think it's i remember when books Life came out and they didn't hide it they were they were promoting it as oh yeah this is like a bug version of seven samurai they weren't like like, why people are suddenly going yeah i think you know i think i discovered something about it again no but uh, but anyway sorry so what about you stace what was your awareness of it
2: So, I only became aware of this film when um, Rich presented me with his uh, 50 films I should see before I die list that I'm still working my way through, um, which is good because that
1: that always sounds vaguely threatening to me. Yeah. He gives you a list, (laughs) and and that seems like a Japanese horror film. You will watch watch these 50 50 films before you die.
2: Does he murder me upon completion? I don't know. no, so it it's uh, to be fair to him, like I was putting together an overall list of things I should do before I was 30. Uh, this is back when I was like 23 or something. Um, so initially, that's what the list was. It just became before you die when I failed to watch most of the movies before I turned 30. Um, so that was it. This was like towards the top of his list. So uh, I kept wanting to watch it. And then every time I went to watch it, I remembered it was three and a half hours long, and i didn't
1: yeah <laughs> because it, it, is, it, it, it is intimidating like well, i it I, is... I I love the movie right and it's, but I, it but i for one of my like favorite movies, and I consider it one of my my favorite movies it's probably the 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 favorite movie I've seen least I've probably only seen it like three times four times including yeah this mm-hmm. for this since i was what did i say 17 yeah. and that's yeah, you know, and that was twice two of those were like in, in quick succession yeah you so know, 87 and 88 but it's it is it is just an intimidating and i don't know why because i watched it when i watched it this time i blasted through it
0: Did well, you? I,
1: I did it <laughs> this over two nights I, so I, I, sent, like, yeah. I sent a subtext coming already i could i, can I did I, it took goodbye. me
0: over two nights to watch it
1: Yeah, I deliberately split it over two nights. Yeah. But I could could have just gone through it. It It's only just a a case of, you know, I really need to go to bed now.
0: Uh, Yeah, I will say, because the whole thing about having intermissions in films was a hot minute because mm. of um, Scorsese's latest um, Killers of the Flower Moon. Mm and some because that's that's over three hours long and um some cinemas were showing it with an intermission which was against their licensing rules or something um but i'm actually quite pleased that seven summer i did have an intermission because it is i i yeah i like it movie. i mean
1: my DVD works, didn't though. have the intermission so mm. I, I was watching it waiting for the intermission <laughs> yeah. and then after two hours i went i don't think this is got an intermission i'm just gonna have to stop mm. So um, yeah, an intermission would have been nice just yeah. for a, an even break. Yeah. But I, I do I do mission intermissions, and I miss overtures. I uh,
2: mm. I I don't mind an intermission though. I'll be honest. I not, nine times out of ten, I would rather play through a film because I've got I've got a thing in my brain about if I can't watch a film all in one go, it, it can't be a good film because it's. Mm. Mm -hmm. It's either boring me or it's unnecessarily long or whatever, blah, blah, blah. So I hadn't intended to stop at the intermission. However, uh, completely inexplicably, the night before I was intending to watch this, uh, I did not get to sleep until almost four in the morning Mm -hmm. and then got woken up at about quarter to eight. By my fire alarm going off For absolutely no reason So I thoroughly shit myself in bed <laughs> um, So I was absolutely cream crackered And we'd, we we were supposed to be doing A cinema double that day And we went to see how to have sex And then Rich came out of the cinema And went I can't go back in the dark
1: Whoa room.
0: Whoa 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 Hold on
2: Yeah It's not a raunchy movie okay.
1: Have you just confessed something You might want to just not <laughs>
2: yeah I'm 38 and I'm just now thinking maybe I should look into (laughs) sexual liaison
0: it's always that old book the joy of sex well that's like a double never mind Um, Never mind.
2: yeah but we came out of the cinema and Rich was like I can't sit in a darkened room for another couple of hours I will fall asleep it's a waste of money Mm. so we came home and I was like right let's slap on seven samurai because we'll be fine because we're at home we can do the intermission have a little cuppa and whatever anyway we get to the intermission and I am fully falling asleep and i was like i cannot possibly read a movie for another error mm-hmm. and 48 minutes or however long was left it was
3: like <laughs> because
2: hours, yeah. the thing is i'm normally normally i'm fine with subtitles absolutely like i prefer to watch things in their original language and i'll read yeah, subtitles yeah, totally um i understand that some people can't i'm not judging people that literally can't <laughs> mm-hmm. read subtitles but like i prefer them personally mm. um but I was and literally
1: might, like, you have to pay attention you have to yeah yeah turn your phone off and sit yeah there.
2: yeah well I, and I was I was really I was really engrossed but I literally couldn't keep my eyes open by the time the intermission rolled around and I was yeah. like I can't keep reading a movie so, so I ended up we ended up watching a couple of episodes of bottom instead as you do <laughs> uh, and I watched I watched the rest of it uh, last night actually. Uh, yeah. finished it off last night so I was quite grateful of the intermission because as soon as it came on I was like because if it, if it hadn't have been there I think I'd have tried to play through and I would have failed miserably. Mm. Yeah. And
1: then yeah. I would have Actually
2: like, dug around in it the next day like where did I what's the last bit I remember. Mm. <laughs> yeah,
1: I know I know like on home media you can pause it at any point and then come back but it is once when the when the breaks there you can just go okay. Yeah. That's my yeah. excuse now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> i mean I'm, I'm also fortunate that if i didn't have the intermission i decided not to remove the disc from the player so even mm. though i'd switched it off because it's got that whole memory thing once i switch yeah. it back on it just goes back to where it finished yeah. or, or stopped rather but and i yeah i watched it over two days but i those two days were not consecutive two days because i was quite busy mm. so i watched fast first half i think on the friday and then i didn't watch the next half until the sunday Um, do you
2: you want to hear something really stupid about my experience of watching this film before we actually get into mm -hmm. the film itself and also our feelings yeah um you know how the setup is right at the start of the movie the bandits have a very loud conversation about how they're gonna fuck that village up but after the harvest right yeah (laughs) and that's how they know in advance enough to get the samurai that the bandits Mm -hmm. are coming i forgot that little bit of context And so on the Monday night, when we started watching the film again, I sat there looking at it for a bit. And Rich said to me, you've got a face on. What's wrong? And I went, why? How long? uh," And he was like, what stupid question are you about to ask me? I went, how did they know that the, the bandits were coming? Because weren't they just there going, we're going to fuck this place up? And now it's been, they've had time to go and get a samurai. They've had time to have a little training sesh. They've done a little harvesting. And the bandits are just, what are they doing? Just watching them all prepare things, like <laughs> making it really hard for themselves. And Richard's was like... <laughs> literally the first thing that happens is them saying but we'll wait until after the harvest so we've actually got something to fucking steal i was like that makes sense that makes so yeah. much sense <laughs> felt like such a wobbly um well that's, so that's... enough sleep folks that's what i'm saying
0: <laughs> so, yeah for a, a long film definitely get enough sleep so so you just again with the help that you've just had from stace just Give us the synopsis of what Seven Samurai is all about. And then whilst we dive into our thoughts and opinions okay, so, after that. So,
1: yeah, it, it's a disclaimer. Apologies to any Japanese people who might be listening. Um, if I slaughter any of the pronunciations of the names and anything else. Mm-hmm. I'm doing my best. All right. But, <laughs> um, yeah. So, so what happens is you've got bandits who are raiding this village. It's set, um, it's set in uh, 1586, which is the Sengoku period of Japan, which is kind of important because that's a, a period of, of, of civil wars and there's a lot of stuff going on. Great social upheaval. Uh, there's not a lot of um, kind of authority going on. It's a bit of a free for all. Um, so the, there's no kind of... Um, I guess you call it a like police force or anything like that. They're just kind of stuck. And at that period as well, you're kind of, you're stuck with the life you're born into. There's a caste system. So if you're born a farmer, you're, you're stuck as a farmer for, for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. If you're born as a samurai, you're stuck as a samurai for your, for the rest of your life. And you, you know the, due to the, the code of Bushido, which is the honor code of the samurai, you can't make money doing anything else if you're a samurai so if you're as a samurai you're um beholden to a lord you're a servant to a lord and you protect that 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 lord and his um kind of house or whatever you call it if they fall and you're you know then unemployed you've got to try and find some way to to make money and it's got to be by being a samurai you can't then go off and become a stand-up comedian or an artist or whatever you know So so a lot of samurais would then fall into becoming bandits or crime or they just take advantage and uh, they would be kind of, you know, take advantage of, you know, their position and their privilege and, you know, typical stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. so. Uh, so, the, so the, as they said, the, the, the village overhears, or a member of the village overhears the bandits saying they're going to come back and raid the village for the harvest, when the harvest ready, which gives them several months to prepare. And there's a lot of, you know, pulling of hair and gnashing of teeth and talk of, you know, suicide and all this kind of stuff. And and one of the villagers, who we later found out, whose wife has been kidnapped by the bandits on a previous occasion, important plot point, uh, says he wants to basically fight back against the bandits and kill them. Um, And they decide to go and hire uh, some samurai uh, to defend the village. The only catch being they've got no money. So all they can do is offer... Bed and breakfast, essentially, for <laughs> for samurai. So they're not going to get top of the range samurai. They have to, in the in the literal quote, find hungry samurai. Uh, so they go to the village, local town, try to hide, get their ass kicked by a bunch of samurai who aren't interested, who feel insulted by the fact that they're not going to be paid, um, and eventually they stumble across uh, Kambei, who's a veteran. Samurai, older guy, played by Takashi Shimura, a very esteemed actor in Japan, very prolific, probably best known for being in the first Godzilla movie, which was made, released the same year, 1954. So also by Toho Studios. So he was in their two top movies of that year. And also, incidentally, um, but they're two most expensive movies of that year. And had those films flopped, Toho Studios would have gone bankrupt. So anyway, so they 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 find uh, this, this Samurai Kanbei. They come across him. Performing a a, a, a heroic act, a, a I think it's a thief has mm-hmm. as kidnapped a child and he's holed out in a in a barn or something mm-hmm. like that, holding this this kid hostage. And uh, Kanbei, um, does something remarkable in the context of the culture as a samurai. He's got a top knot, he's got his hair in a top knot, and he decides to uh cut his top knot off, shave his head, and pretend to be a monk so that he can approach the uh, the, the barn under the guise of you know being a monk presenting food and try and rescue the child. Now, cutting off your top knot is, is a huge thing for a samurai. Mm-hmm. It's a massive dishonor mm-hmm. to have you, uh, your top knot cut off. In fact, if somebody, if, if an enemy manages to cut your top knot off that, and leaves you alive, you basically have to kill yourself at that point. So it's a massive thing for him to do it voluntarily.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And for you know, in the benefit of a child. So he manages to rescue the... The child and the um and he agrees i can't remember now how he, how he agrees if he just agrees for whatever reason he, he he agrees to help the um these villagers and then for the next hour i guess of the movie he's putting the band together he, he's he's uh, he's hiring these other samurai um and then once they've Shall I stop there? I'll go, no, I stop there? i to go through the whole movie at this point, I think. We've
0: nearly gone through, but we get the we, I think so we, get we get the idea get the of what's. Right? Yeah, yeah. I think so, that's perfect, huh?
1: Yeah. So he, yeah, some of the some of the guys he hires, I think there's um he one, one of the he performs like a trick to see if um uh, how good these samurai are, which is he invites them, he puts the word around that he's hiring he goes into, I think it's, is it a bar or a tea house or, or something like something that. Something
0: like that, isn't it? Yeah.
1: And he gets, um, there's, there's a young, a young, uh, samurai called Hatsushiro. Thank you. Well done. Uh, and he's basically become his kind of apprentice. Hmm. He's handsome uh, too. He's is he, well, if you say so. Well. So I, I, <laughs> I, couldn't possibly judge. So, uh. So he gets him to hide behind the door and basically clobber the samurai as he walks in. Um, the first guy who comes in spots the trick a mile away and he knows he's got a good, uh, a clever samurai. That's that's Goro there, I think. Is that right? That uh, is in, one of
2: their names. I can't remember the other yeah, like so. yeah,
1: I mean, this is this is an issue I'll bring up later.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: in that. At least three of the samurai are completely interchangeable to me. Yeah,
2: yeah. and it's not—it's yeah. not—it's not anything to do with their looks. It's to do with the fact that they don't often get referred to by name, and because oh, it's oh, a long film, huge. the yeah, few I times yeah. that they do, it doesn't click with me at all. Yeah,
1: so you, you've got the the four who stand out. You've you've got Kambei, who's the leader. Yeah. you've got. Uh, what was his name? The kid. Katsushiro, the kid. Mm-hmm. Then you've got uh, Kikuchio, who's the uh, kind of like the rogue, Annoying the, the ruffian yep. type. Yep. And then you've got uh, Kuzo, the master samurai. Mm-hmm. Those four stand out. And then the other three just kind of blend together. Yeah. Uh, you've got so, the woodcutter guy.
2: The only one but, I remember is Heihachi, who's the one who dies first
1: yeah the the, dies. <laughs> Is that the one that thing? made the flag yeah he, he yeah. made the flag yeah 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 so and then you've got uh he's um kanba's mate and then you've got the uh Garubai, who's the guy who comes in but they don't really do much then no. after that and they just kind of blend together they you know you keep getting referred to oh he's the funny one mm. and he's going to keep our spirits up but like i didn't really get the sense of that particularly but anyway I did,
0: no i didn't i did not get that i, I read it obviously but yeah. i did not get that when it was said in the film when he died it's like he's the one to keep our spirits it's like was he no
2: yeah it's like shichiroji because i there was one who i thought was not necessarily funny but always kind of smiley i wrote down smiley one yeah, that, what the, yeah the, the smiley one
1: was a garuba he was his second in command uh,
2: okay. uh-huh uh-huh
1: which yeah, and I re- I only realised when I was doing my notes that I got a Garube and his and sh- uh, Shichiroji, who was his mate, I got those two crisscrossed.
2: Right. Yeah. Yes, um, I messed as well.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I got those two confused. But I thought one of my problems again, I don't want to say like I got problems. I'm kind of nitpicking here, is with uh, Kikuchio. Who was played by Chishiro Mifuni and he's brilliant in this.
0: He's so wonderful. He's
1: outstanding in this, but he's mm. kind of overcharacterized. He's mm. every, he's got everything, all, all, all the quirks and everything. He's got, <laughs> everything you know,
2: that's annoying about a human being. Is <laughs> he he absolutely was. He's
1: got he's got the yeah. complicated background. He's got the he's the mm-hmm. comic relief. He's kind of the Wolverine, rough around the edges guy. He's always you know, he's, he's always going after women. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's the womanizer. He's got the soft center. He gets on with the kids mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Now, one of the things that the Magnificent Seven does, the remake does, and does does well, is that it takes a lot of those things and spreads them out a bit to other characters. <laughs> right. So, so Charles Bronson, who plays the 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 guy who's chopping wood essentially he gets the he bonds with the kids in the village and he gets mm-hmm. a little separate subplot about his relationship with the kids in the village so okay. that makes sense and stuff like the, the like the subplot about him being a oh spoiler alert by the way so it with this his uh subplot about him being um a, a farmer farmer's son. in, in yeah. his yeah being a farmer's son and being Essentially, being a, a villager himself mm. and not a real samurai, that goes to the kid character in. Oh, okay. In, okay. So they kind of spread that, and yeah, you know, the womanizer goes to Steve mckean's character and stuff. Steve McQueen's. Character. So
0: makes sense. They, yeah. they
1: spread that around a bit, so the the, the 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 seven in the remake are a bit more rounded and more identifiable yeah. uh, as characters, mm-hmm. whereas in with with seven samurai, I felt like. Clearly, Akira Kurosawa was just in love with, you know, um, that, this this character with, um, um, oh, God, I've gone blank, Tashiro Mifune, because they got on really well. And they made about 15 movies together.
0: Uh, OK, yeah, that
1: and makes sense. Kind of, apparently, the original draft of the script was called Six Samurai, and it was just about six samurai mm-hmm. legit. Yeah, the other six. And he went, Well, this is really dry. They're all really sensible and honourable and yada yada yada. So <laughs> he writes in this this scoundrel character and, and brings the script to life. And I feel like he just fell in love with that character and was just putting everything into, into mm. that. And I thought yeah. like he's a, like I say, a bit over characterized, like they could have done with spreading that wealth around a little bit. I mean, you got yeah. three and a half hours, man. Give gives give some other scenes to a couple of the other guys, you know. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. And I completely agree.
1: Yeah. So um so yes, yeah, so I, I think. But then you've got the like I say, but you've got the the cool um, Kyuzo, the Master Samurai character, I loved who him. has very few scenes, but but just shines.
2: Yeah, steals all of them.
1: Yeah, he does. <laughs> just, just, just I mean, just for, I mean that 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 first time you see him where he's having the the mock duel with with the guy, which yeah. was recreated completely. James Coburn plays. Um, that character I and mean, he gives his and he petitioned for that role because he loved that role. He was a big fan of the the movie, and he petitioned for that role. You want to? I want to be the, the you know the expert, the sword guy. So um, so yeah, I mean there's there's some really nice stuff that you know that kind of cool guy, the untouchable guy, and uh, but he he just really kind of stands out. And what what what's interesting is apparently he was really short. In real life, and it just doesn't come across on screen whatsoever no. that he's the he's he's the, sh- the shortest of the of the guys. You don't feel that at all.
2: Mm. The end, there's a scene, like obviously, it's way towards the end of the film, but the bit where he goes off to the enemy camp to try and steal a gun. Yeah, uh, and he's like missing all night, and everybody's like, "Oh no, this dude's died." And then he just rocks up the next day, just casually strolling G- in He saunters, door, up. or like, just saunters up, but like, <laughs> he doesn't even look arrogant about it. It's like he's he's just like, "Yep, yeah, I performed my role correctly," and like goes and has a little sit down. And I'm like, yeah. "This dude's a fucking
1: rat." Yeah, he just contemplates the flowers for a bit. Yeah, it, yeah, he's
2: yeah, just phenomenal. He's that character is very much like what I think of when I think of Samurai. <laughs> in the yeah. sense that, like, you know, he's very sort of, you know, buttoned up and proper.
1: But also he'll kill you so much as look at you. <laughs> well, what's what's interesting about the movie? And I didn't get this until doing some research on it is that it's actually a kind of revisionist Western in a way. Like we, when we talked about the good and bad, and the ugly being a revisionist Western. Where it, it, it you know it inverts a lot of the tropes and cliches. Well, that's what this does. I didn't realize, but because this was my first kind of samurai movie, so this just was the template of what a samurai movie should be. Yeah. So, but what was this did the same thing? Is it that it inverted a lot of the the tropes and the cliches of, of swordplay samurai movies because they're all very you know traditionally they're all very honorable, very clean cut.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh, and that, and with this, they sort of go. Yeah. You know, they talk about. Um, hiding in a battle, or you know, in you know, order to survive, I just, I just hid, stuff. I hid in the bottom room. Yeah, all this kind of stuff. You find out, you know that you know. It talks. They they talk about the. Um, I mean, it's a it's a big old scene, where uh, Kikuchiyo just rails against the samurai when they find out when the samurais find out the village have got a store of, samurai armor and weapons. Mm-hmm. Which reading between lines means that they killed, killed, them. killed them. Killed them. Yeah. If if they come because you know, kind of in self defense, they'll kind of if they come across a samurai on their own, they'll kill them and just kill it, you know, to protect them. So and they, you know, the samurai, the group of samurai go, "Well, fuck these guys. I just want to kill the lot of them." Mm. And and Kikuchiyo just rails against them, going, "You've made them do this. You 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 know, they're animals, but you made them animals." You know, mm-hmm. you, you when you when you you're having your your battles, you're burning the fields, you're wrecking the villages, you're raping the women and kidnapping the women, you're murdering the old folk. You know, this is what you expect. This is this is what you made, uh, and it's just a phenomenal um, scene. Um, but it's it's but that kind of to talk about that kind of stuff was kind of revolutionary, I think, in kind of samurai cinema to talk about that kind of stuff and have that kind of, I don't, I don't know how real the movie is compared to, you know, say Westerns. I know that, you know, there's a certain amount of fantasy legend attached to Westerns Mm -hmm. that, you know, the real world wasn't much like you see in almost any Western, you know? Uh, So how, how accurate like uh, this is as a, as a historical document, I don't know, but I do know it kind of added some grit, shall we say, to, to and yeah. and some kind of smeared the legends a little bit, mm. um, which was quite you know different and a bit shocking to uh, to Japanese audiences at the time.
2: Well, I mean, I found it quite shocking to my own audience uh, now in 2023 because, like, I will freely admit. Um, I've not seen any other like samurai movies that were made by (laughs) actual Japanese people in Japan. Um, And so like with the, the sort of Hollywoodized versions that I've seen, they always do like romanticize that idea of like Bushido and, you know, all the the code and the honorability and stuff. Um, And again, like I can't vouch for how realistic this is because I didn't knock around in like, you know, the 1500s in Japan, but it seems to me to be more realistic because a lot of the I went through a, I went through a real all of Japan phase right and I read a lot of books and I read a lot of things and <laughs> I remember reading one article the once that was basically like what you have to remember about samurai right is that even though all of these teachings did exist and we can clearly see you know x y and z in books or whatever from the past that say like you know these are the rules this this is the kind of life you have to follow you have to do this you have to do that on honorability and blah 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 the, Is it five or seven principles of Bushido? I can't remember. But Mm. like, they're like, those things did exist. But samurais are also human people, and human people are messy and flawed. (laughs) So it's very rare that you'd get a samurai who was fully on board, probably, with (laughs) everything that. Bushido entailed because yeah. humans have needs and desires and some of them aren't very nice people to begin with and well,
1: <laughs> you know, that's it's, it's, you've it's got power and privilege crap. which which naturally corrupts I mean it's interesting that this came out in 54 which was after World War 2 mm. and you know the, the the Japanese army did some pretty nasty things in, mm. in, in the Pacific and a lot of that was under the guise of like a twist of the Bushido Codes and stuff like that, which we won't go into because it's a bit grim and heavy for for
3: Mm.
1: a a bunch Mm. of wankers like us to talk about. But but it's I I I I have to see that some of that was reflected in in the making of the movie. There was a Mm -hmm. had to be a certain that had to have an effect in the same way that the same year that the atomic bomb had an influence on Godzilla in the you know in the the exact same year. I I I have to. think that there was that was some kind of influence that kind of um, brutality that was that was clearly happening you know in World War Two um, had to have had a reflection on that deliberately or accidentally uh, but uh, but yeah I, I, I think it's 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 interesting also considering how uh, dark and heavy this has suddenly taken a turn how funny the movie is generally you're talking, you know, the first um, two hours, it's kind of goofy. There's a lot of asking <laughs> mm. around and jokes and, you know, silliness and taking the piss out of each other. And it reminds me a lot, there's there's a movie called The Dirty Dozen, which was a World War Two movie. Yeah, yeah. Which one of the inspirations on the Suicide Squad, about a bunch of convicts who were hired to do a suicide mission and stuff like that. Now, it's seen as quite an, an adult movie. And it's quite brutal and bleak, and it doesn't pull its punches. But you watch that, and it's actually for the for the first two thirds, it's a really goofy comedy. There's more laughs and thrills and stuff in it, you know. And it reminded me of this in that there's there's a lot of jokes and arson around, and you know, uh, and Kikushio, for you know, he's always doing some wacky <laughs> wacky. <laughs> Whenever he walks around with that massive fucking sword. Mm. With <laughs> an oversized sword, and he's never holding it in any
2: sort of sensible way.
1: Yeah. Like
2: most people would have it either like strapped to their back for easy draw yeah. or at the waist, and he's just got it like sometimes it's just dangling between his legs. And I'm like, oh, are you even upright, mate?
1: It's yeah, just hanging it over his shoulder, just, just slung over his shoulder, and it, yeah. And it yeah. literally looks like it's going to be part of a slapstick routine where he's going to whip around and knock somebody's head off with it. Mm. You know, like the old window cleaner with a with a with a ladder type thing but he's but he and you know he's just i'm just like i say he's just a phenomenal performance and he's always scratching and, and all that kind of stuff there's all all those kind of arses and larks and and stuff like that going on so you know brilliant stuff mm.
2: but, um, i i think that um the the first so i've been worried about watching this because i know it's one of your favorite films if Mm. not your favorite film and i knew it was long and uh i had a vague idea of what it was about (laughs) Um, not not much i knew it was about seven samurai defending a village that was like basically it um and that what i thought was really interesting about it is how that first sort of hour and a half to two hours really lulls you into into a very false sense of security because once the bandits actually turn up like shit gets rough really gets savage. Fast. and yeah and it's and what i appreciated about the way they uh sort of choreographed and filmed the sort of you know uh bandits sort of um raid sections was that nothing ever seemed like it seemed really human to me in that there wasn't like you know perfectly executed moves with you know graceful beautiful sword yeah. fights which again is the kind of thing we'd see if it was a hollywood
1: yeah it's, it, it seems um, very unchoreographed i mean i know it was choreographed in very yeah. you know intimately mm. but it doesn't it's not flashy it looks it's, like a
2: bunch of people scrapping for their lives, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. It's, yeah. and it's like, oh shit! And uh, and that like you sort of almost forget at the start that there's even stakes because everybody, like you say, is having a laugh. Like the bit where Kikuchiyo is trying to tame that one horse, and he yeah. just <laughs> the yeah. horse ends up just bucking him off and pissing off, and he's, he's so chasing it for the up. horse. Yeah, like it's so funny, and then all of a sudden you've got people like yeah, just like murdering each other with spears and, and swords and, like, there's guns going off and arrows and houses are on fire and collapsing. And yeah,
1: I was like, I mean, uh, the, holy crap. Yeah, the turning point for me, I think, is the bit where they the, this, the, the, they, they realise that some scouts, some bandit scouts have come out and, and they, they track them back to find out where they are. Mm. And they're, they're in some, I, can't look, I think they call it a fortress or something like that. And they go and they go back to basically track them back to kill the um, to kill the bandit scouts and uh, they just burn them out. And mm-hmm. they're in there with a bunch of women and stuff in there. And like uh, uh, Ricky, G, the the um, one of the villagers is there and we find out his wife's in there. And um, and she basically sees him and runs back into the, mm-hmm.
3: the burning building she, from shame.
1: She, and I, it just felt that scene just completely took my legs out. I'd forgotten mm. all about it. I had no memory of that at all, and it just completely took my legs out, which is pretty impressive when I was sitting down. <laughs> um, yeah. But it, it, it just, yeah, it just caught me off guard. And of course, and that's where you get the first fatality amongst.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's, especially again. after coming after all those japes, because that sequence with the horse is not particularly long. Before that, it's like no. Yeah, uh, and then, yeah, it's, that's, that sequence just, ugh, like. When it it sort of starts to hit the fan And you suddenly realise That there are actually stakes And that actually maybe All the Seven Samurai Aren't going to make it To the end of the movie Mm -hmm. It's All of a sudden It's like Oh no Squeaky bum time And I must say It's very weird To watch it over two nights With the intermission Because it felt like I'd watched two different films Yeah (laughs) It felt like the first film Was just like a bunch of Lads getting together For a fun time Like uh, The Hangover But set in 1500s Japan <laughs> and I was like oh this is great fun this love it like absolutely loving it and then the second half is like minor japes right now it's gonna get dirty yeah. and bloody and well I mean not so much well, you can't, well that's detail, it
1: yeah not bloody at all because it's brutal yeah the, yeah and I thought that's quite a quite a thing to do to have to for it to feel that brutal mm. and th- but there's no kind of blood or gore because it's the 50s mm. yeah, but yeah. you know there's, there's i don't think there's a single shot of any blood in the movie at all
0: no i don't i don't recognize no, i don't simply. think
1: so um, um and even if there was it being black and white as well so you yeah, know that that mm. tones it down but it's 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 interesting because because it's in black and white i thought it actually looks like it's from the 30s now whether that's just different film stock or or whatever but it kind of looked older than it was if you look at all the films from the 50s say from you know technical was a, around and all that kind of and i think you know th- there were color movies in japan at that time as well
0: i did so, i did have to check the date of it because it did look older than i thought and it didn't yeah. help that the makeup wasn't very good mm.
1: in places either There, there was, yeah there's some some of the bald caps are the skull caps were not,
0: were not very yeah. good at
1: all yeah. yeah, but uh, you know, you you but you go past those. Yeah, you, know, you go okay, get those. But it, it, and there's there's some there's some very kind of not, when we were talking about um, the good and bad and the ugly, we we were saying that uh, they cast a lot of faces. There's a lot of very distinct faces in that, and I thought that this is the same. He's he's cast some very distinct looking faces, almost cartoony looking people, like mm. the guy. Uh, who um Cuso has the duel with at the start mm-hmm. he looks like he literally just stepped out of a cartoon yes <laughs> he's got the wild eyes and the freaky beard and spiky hair and everything. He literally looked like he just stepped off the page of a of a of a manga and like a quite a cartoony manga at that mm. but um but i but i love I love that I love the when you've got like just really because you've got a big cast you need these different faces to recognize
2: oh, yeah i think if uh if anybody in it had looked particularly similar i'd have been struggling because i was already finding it hard to attach names to faces as we've already discussed yeah. uh, uh, in the film um so i'm interested because jenny hasn't said much for a while uh, <laughs> and it's mostly because me and lee have just been gas a bagging. um but i'm interested to know what you felt about the film Jenny because I think I've sort of alluded to the fact that I thought it was great
0: <laughs> um I would say that this film for me is like Sunset Boulevard for you
2: okay I, I didn't so it's, it's, it at it's at a well it's a well-made piece of something you never want to watch again pretty much yeah
0: <laughs> yeah I think it's a it, it is a well-made film but the problem is like when I go to the theatre if I'm looking at the scenery and the costumes and the makeup and noticing that that doesn't look great Mm. and I'm not paying attention to what I should be watching because it's not hooked me enough. And I almost didn't return to the film after the end the mission. It was a real struggle to go back okay. to it. Yeah. Because um, I just didn't get into it. I wanted to because um, I in, I do in, enjoy some subtitled films more now than I did Once Upon a Time. Mm. Um, and I will sit and concentrate and read and watch, which, when you're dyslexic, is, you know, hard work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because <yeah. laughs> I'm yeah. also a, I'm a slow reader as well, so it's, um, which is part and parcel of that.
2: Ooh, that probably doesn't help you with Japanese movies because they are often fast talkers. <laughs> they, yeah. But
0: just that's the thing. Like I, I'm watching I'm, and I'm reading the subtitles, and I was thinking, you've just said an awful lot of words. And it was just one sentence of English. And then, I, of, then my brain starts thinking, how well has this been translated?
1: Well, that's, that's, that's the problem that. to bring yeah. up because there, there was stuff um, in the subtitles. There's clearly stuff being said on screen and no subtitles are popping it, up.
0: And that drives me crazy. I was like, I'd yeah. like to know those. It doesn't matter what they're, you know what it is, yeah. whether it's small now, talk or things. I'd no, like to know it. what they're saying. Now,
1: I remember... Because well, I had it recorded off off Channel Four, and I don't remember that that mm. kind of feeling. And I, but I do know that Channel Four was really good with the subtitles. Mm. Um, they they were tip top with that. Mm. I remember seeing the like the 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 Channel Four version of Akira. Yeah. Their subtitling was better than the DVD. Oh wow. Um, and I could, you know, I thought, oh, man, I wish I could get, get the Channel 4 version on DVD because that was really good. They subtitled everything. You know, they'd subtitle the, the signs and stuff like that so you knew what they were, mm. what it was being said. Yeah. And, um, and I've had that with a couple of DVDs where you go, yeah, the, the subtitle is not as good as, you know, the BBC version or, mm. or the Channel mm. 4 version because their subtitle departments were really tip-top.
3: Yeah.
1: And you kind of think, you know, is there some way I could, you know, get those, download those somewhere? And yeah. that, that's something I had, yeah, one of the things that did. And it must be noticeable for, for, for me who's, who's into the film to go, yeah, there seems to be gaps here where they, yeah. they just mm. thought I can't be asked to subtitle this bit.
2: Well, so uh, two things. The first is just to note that I was a bit annoyed with the version that I had because, you know, there's quite a long, well, it's not super long, but there's quite a long like credit sequence at the start that's all in like Kanji yeah yeah and uh, anytime there was more than three lines of kanji on the screen the subtitles just didn't bother yeah. yeah and i assume that's just because simply because there'd be no room on the screen to put the words where you could yeah. read them because mm. there was so much. but it was annoying because i was like i'm not getting to see like i like seeing credits and things especially when they're at the start of films because i want to be able yeah. to appreciate the people i'm about to you know watch. witness um, yeah. But on the on the subtitling thing where there was gaps, I did notice one particular bit on the bit that I was uh on the film the version that I had but I think so there's there are some subtitle things where if somebody's repeating something they just won't bother putting it in again so for mm. example if somebody's singing a song and the two first verses are the same they'll show you the first verse but then fuck off the second one because they'll be yeah. like just remember what you read a minute ago <laughs> um so there were a couple of bits of that where there was like children singing where it'd give you the first line and then it'd mm-hmm. just be like right that's what they're singing shut up about it mm. <laughs> um but there were there were other bits with me as well where uh there was definitely stuff being said and like I did study Japanese for like eight years and I've, I wasn't particularly good at it like eight years is not a lot in terms of me trying to learn a foreign language um but I got familiar enough with the language to know that like there are often a lot of syllables to japanese Mm, words compared to ours, so sometimes it will be that their sentences will seem like a minute long but the the subtitle just says cheers mate or something. (laughs) something along those lines but there were quite a few bits with mine where i was thinking no this this isn't that i can tell they've like Stopped a sentence and started a yeah, new one, yeah. or yeah, yeah. somebody different is talking now and yeah. it still isn't coming up, yeah. um, which I think is a bit of a shame because I like to know what's been said. Like, surely those lines are there for a reason in the movie. Like, I mean, yeah. they, they would have them. them out. Yeah, exactly. I'd, I'd like uh, to know, know them um so that yeah subtitling is a bit of a bother to me but I, I can't i simply cannot learn an entire language just to watch a film so no I me either
0: <laughs> i'm not i'm not that intelligent to be able to do it but <laughs> so, so that that was a bit of an, a niggle bit of a bit annoying um i mean for the most part the acting was extremely good there were some actors that i thought were just over the top and annoying
1: there were some uh, definite over the top like we've talked about before like when we were watching the old universal
3: yeah horror movies. yeah
1: there's sort yeah. of stuff where you can go, particularly the early ones, you know, you know the first Dracula and, and mm. Frankenstein, where you go, OK, these are clearly stage actors.
2: That's
0: it.
1: Who yeah. have been stuck in front of cameras for the first time in a life. Absolutely. Well,
2: well, uh, there's, there's also the cultural difference here. Though, there as is well. a cultural mm. difference. Absolutely. I, um, Look, I am quoting one single Japanese person here. So take this with as as big of a pinch of salt as you like. But the first Japanese teacher I had said that um, one of the things he struggled with when he first came to the UK was that people aren't as expressive as they are in Japan. He said, so, like, for example, um, one of the first things we learned, which I found really funny because this isn't the kind of thing you would learn in English straight away, was so desuka, which just sort of means like. Oh really Or like Oh honestly Kind of thing Mm -hmm. But he was like It's really weird to me That you're all just going So Deska Like it's like nothing He was like We would be like So Deska (laughs) <laughs> I was like well I feel like an insane person doing that because that is not within my nature like at all so I do think there's that sort of little thing as what we would see as overacting is actually possibly just a very excitable person yeah. I do, that's, and I I did think that myself as
0: well I, was like, I think it's overacting but is it just that that's more their culture their nature whereas being English British slightly more reserved and quiet and that's it's almost bred into us that we don't do that now
1: yeah. Well, it's interesting because I I watched um I think it was like a, a video essay on YouTube about somebody talking about it, and he he one of the things he mentioned like and I just went huh was he was saying about these are not real Japanese people because they're so O T T they're not mm-hmm. reserved mm. like and I thought that doesn't sound right <laughs> or is it just. i thought he's i think it's performance
2: wise yeah
1: Yeah. i think
2: think a lot of people as well and again take this with a pinch of salt this is purely based on my minimal conversations with a japanese teacher several years ago um but he always said that when you're relaxed with people so if you're with friends or very close family you can be like as big as you want to be and nobody will judge you for it yeah
1: yeah yeah i mean i'd hate for anybody to watch like carry on films and, mm. and think that's the I mean I know that's I cool. behave like that but I want I wouldn't want them to think everybody in in Britain behaves like that mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. Yeah, and but, no, yeah quite I mean,
3: yeah
1: also yeah. faces and stuff but um but yeah I, I guess it's, and it's you know the the, the theatre traditions and stuff like that I mean certainly there's a lot of you know that kind of I recognize from Kabuki and stuff like that mm-hmm. you go okay mm-hmm. that those big grimaces oh. and stuff like that I
2: think Balances as well with that. Those are the members of the cast who are more stoic and reserved. Like yeah. that is what people are like. Not everybody is
3: yeah.
2: loud and obnoxious. Not everybody is quiet and reserved. Like people are people, aren't they? Yeah. Um So, but I just I do I do think sometimes with the the overacting thing, I think that feels more noticeable to us because it's not stuff that usually crops up in the films that we watch unless Nicolas Cage is in them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's true cause, I, I mean the the
0: samurai that was the extrovert and he was somewhat comical, but I mostly found annoying. Oh, so, even I though he was, so much. He, he did some great things, but I mostly found him annoying. I thought, oh, fuck sake, mate, you just need a bit of a slap. But oh, I, just,
2: well, I think I think the turning point for me with him was that that scene that Lee mentioned earlier, where he, where you sort of find out that he's actually not yeah. really a samurai and comes from a farming background. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I, because I, I, that it it, sh- it shows you why he's so like
0: sort of uh he's sort of brash and big and and i get yeah once you learn against
2: things yeah yeah
0: when he's you know holding the baby and it's like this is me this was yeah, this the, was the, me that's the you the know, it, it's Mill brilliant bill. it's oh it's, su- it's a superb scene yeah. and that's that's just it. it's it's like with sunset boulevard it's like i didn't i don't hate it um, I can't say I enjoyed it, but there were moments that did stand out that were really yeah. great. I I mean, I very good. I mean, it's a
1: big movie to get dumped in the middle of. It um, is. You know, it, it's it's a, it's a you know it's if I was going to introduce you to Samurai movies, I'd probably you know you'd, you'd naturally go to this one because it's 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 the big one kind of thing. But also, I'd, you think yeah maybe you know something like uh, Rashomon that's a bit smaller, that you can you know.
0: You know, and we, and, Ease yourself
1: into a bit more.
0: And we talk about you know big and and time wise long movies a lot, and mm. h- how we're all more than happy to watch them. And I do find the Japanese culture and and samurai especially fascinating, mm. and and the history of it. And I I have I'm like you, Stace. So I haven't watched many um, specifically Japanese made like samurai historical drama films. I've watched obviously westernized. Mm-hmm. uh, modern ones. And even yeah. then, then they're, they're not really, uh, like historical pieces. They're more modern pieces. But, and I guess you would say the romantic, romantic romanticized, sorry, va- variation of it, unlike this that shows and tells the more darker side of uh, the samurai's nature. Um, I've just lost my thread, but, um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, but yeah, I, I, th- it's a shame i couldn't get hooked into it because it's got all the elements there that i i should have really loved but for some reason i just couldn't
2: sometimes those things don't come together do they for yeah. you because yeah, it's I mean, yeah. There, but it's
1: still a shit pile like. yeah and, and sometimes yeah. you know, you might not be in the mood for it as well and it,
0: there, there could no. have been some of that too. it's weird because i just looked at this was just over three hours with intermission and mm. i was like Okay, the, the other movie that I can sit through and watch and I could sit and watch it in one night is 1954's a star is born yeah um, and that's that's over three hours intermission and that's missing film reels they put in still photos and the sound that they've recovered for it yeah but I mean that, that's a musical <laughs> really but it's a massive drama as well mm. um, so I can sit through these things without a problem but yeah this one was a
2: a real oh, struggle. See, it's it's interesting because I thought of the two of us that you would probably like this more than me, and I was very worried that Lee and I were going to have a falling out again. But um, I mean, I'm I, not
0: surprised that you like it a lot because I know
2: that I'm a big Japan wanker. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, you because you and you, you you know and understand the history of it like Lee does a lot more than I do. I feel like I'm sort of still very new, treading mm. into that world. And understanding well,
2: it, I think. I think the thing, the thing for me that that I knew I loved this movie uh, when the intermission came on because I was actively annoyed at myself for being tired, too tired to carry on watching it. Um, yeah. I could have easily played through that in the in the one night if I hadn't have had like three and a bit hours sleep the night before, absolutely, <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> uh, and been rudely awakened by the smoke alarm. um because i just think what what i really liked about it is um and it's funny because it's kind of the opposite of what lee was saying earlier i quite liked that they all had sort of distinct personalities and roles like Mm -hmm. within the within their sort of team um so i i quite enjoyed that uh that kikachiyo had quite a lot going on Mm. (laughs) um But I found, like, I found Kanbei really mesmerising. I like the fact that he seemed to be, because I think they referred to him as a Ronin at one point, which is, like,
1: basically yes, a samurai
2: without... Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. they
1: all are, essentially.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, like, what I really liked about him is that, like, well, all of them really, but particularly yeah. him, was that he didn't really think twice about doing good things just to do good things. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah.
2: Mm. Um, you know, like you were saying, when he cuts off his, uh, his top knot to try and you know save that kid which i will admit i did laugh out loud when that kid came out though because she the woman kept shouting about her baby and the crying sounded like a like a small tiny baby and i was like oh my god this guy's evil he's keeping a baby hostage kid comes out he's like seven years old yeah admittedly admittedly i'd shit myself if i was seven years old and a strange man dragged me into a barn but, like, I genuinely thought, a t- like, this man was uh, holding a tiny baby hostage. Yeah. <laughs> so when this kid came out, I did genuinely chuckle. Um. But, like, I, yeah, I loved him. I loved the one who was always smiling. He always seemed, like, super nice and uh, and chill and, like, calming everybody down or, like, rousing people up when they needed it. Um. Mm. It is a bit of a shame that that the other three sort of <laughs> sort of fade into the background a bit and you're mm. kind of like, mm. oh, hmm. Uh, but um, I think the four with the particularly strong characters, like I was really drawn to all of them. And immediately I was like, well, I need to know what happens in this film because if well, they don't make it to the end, I'm a cry. <laughs>
1: well, that's it. Yeah. It's, it's interesting that the, the four who stand out really stand out. They're really super mm-hmm. well-drawn characters. They've all got their own little subplots. I mean, the stuff with the kid, I can't think of his name. Um, Katsushiro. Katsushiro. Yeah. Um, I've I literally I've had to put down in brackets next to them all best friend swordmaster woodcutter the kid, because <laughs> I mean, that, that's how I had to keep them.
2: Oh, I wrote down Katsushino, sort of a samurai apprentice.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> See now, the
0: the the young woman he falls for, who hmm. I felt really sorry for anyway because her father
1: was an asshole. You know. Yeah,
2: her, her. Well, he was, but in the in the way of trying to protect her.
1: Yeah, it, it's, yeah.
2: Yeah,
0: it's
1: really ambiguous. That's what that's what I like about that is it's because initially you're thinking, oh, he's a git. But he's not, because when you know
3: what what happens,
1: he's doing his best. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, his big fear is that she, you know, a samurai is going to take her virginity, essentially. Yeah. And that happens now. She she, she voluntarily does it, but he still can't react, you know, Mm -hmm. accept that. And it's a really, you know, bizarre little character piece stuck in the middle of this yeah. sword fight movie.
0: And yet, as, as much as sometimes I felt sorry for her, she really fucking annoyed me at the same
1: time. <laughs> <laughs> so. she is, she's a bit shrieky. I mean, I, I get it because she had really nice hair. Got Gorgeous. lovely hair in that, yeah. that first yeah. scene. Yeah.
3: Um,
1: and, you know, that whole kind of, well, we'll cut her hair and then we'll think she's a boy. I mm. think that's one of those things that you go, OK, yeah, that works OK as a script. You need to really work on that hard To make actually it work in, for in, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. to, think, buy it
2: I think the biggest problem that I had with that Is that they really needed to cut her hair shorter
1: they really Because
2: cause they left it At like a sort of Shoulder, messy, length. Yeah. shoulder length almost bob and i was like yeah. that just looks that still just looks like a lady yeah so just with slightly
1: shorter hair because they've, they've all got the i'm not entirely sure the the cultural reason for it but most of them have got like you know shaved bald heads haven't they they got this yes. yeah. the cap like the, the crown cap. Is, yeah so i was yeah. assuming that's what they were going to do which would be more convincing i think
0: yeah if yes. yeah if
1: they had done that and yeah. and more, also for for a for a woman would have been more uh, uh, more difficult Never to seen. take as well yeah. you know
0: yeah. absolutely um,
1: but but i guess you know movies are movies and you know you mm. kind of yeah take your shortcuts and read well, between the lines and all that i
2: problem. think the, the one problem that i had with it if i was going to pick any problems was that 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 didn't really make a whole lot of sense because immediately katsushida was like all right ma'am and she's like uh i'm a guy <laughs> yeah. and it's like very of He's like, well, no, it, clearly you aren't at all.
1: It's, it's, <laughs> so it's, it's like nobody bought it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I mean, I kind of, but I can also appreciate the kind of the irony of it, whether it was deliberate or just a bit of a hiccup in how the film was kind of made.
2: Um,
1: mm. you know, I, I appreciate the irony of that. Of he's done that, and it ain't made a sod's bit it, of difference.
2: Yeah, it just hasn't even helped.
1: You know, it it yeah. it's it was it was a futile, stupid thing to do, and it it had stupid, futile results. So I can kind of dig that. Whether it was the, what, whether that was what they went for, or whether it's just, and you know, me he, head cannon in it. It still works.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
1: You know, there's certain stuff you go, no, that that works completely fine. It's yeah, it's dumb. The guy's cleaning up the sharpest tool in the box, mm-hmm.
3: but yeah.
1: um, it 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 works. But um. And then you got I mean there's the whole anguish about when they finally do have sex and you know then and the, the dad finds out about it and there's that horrible confrontation. <laughs> mm, just it's <yeah. laughs> horrible horrible, horrible confrontation. You go, can we can we just get back to the swordplay? play? This is too awkward. Yeah.
3: Um
1: and then everybody just kind of disappears and there's a the lovely kind of just still shot of, of she's crying and uh, Katsushiro is sort of standing in the foreground looking like a bell end, not knowing what to do. And I just thought, oh, this is so nice. This is so, so crafted.
0: Mm. Well, Uh, that's like one of the really biggest things going for this film is that it's beautifully, beautifully shot, and uh, the cinematography of it is gorgeous. And you know, watching it, you can see why people like, I think Scorsese is one, but Spielberg and Lucas, you know, they're such big fans of this film and how it's influenced what their work has become as well.
1: I yeah, mean, I mean it, it, it is like spot the shot. Really? Yeah, you, can, you can sit yeah. through and go, okay, that was from Zulu. Mm. That's, um, Mos It's Star Wars.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's that bit. And that's that bit. And you can just, you can go through and go, oh yeah, I can see where that bit came from.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, and also having watched this, and I'm not saying I wouldn't watch it again, but I think I'd give myself a large breadth of time before I do. Mm. I'd be really interested to watch The Magnificent Seven.
1: Yeah, I mean, I know well. early on we were talking about doing a double bill. When I say yeah. early on, I mean like a year ago when yeah. we were discussing yeah. it. We were talking about doing a double and I think doing a double bill would have been just completely impractic, impractical <laughs> at this point. A three yeah. and a half movie plus a two and a bit hour movie. Yeah, we yeah due just, to due to filming as well, we didn't have a, you know there has been a lot of shuffling around of schedules yeah, yeah. and it stuff like that. It just wouldn't have worked. It just wouldn't have happened. Plus, I think they both deserve, but the they attention. deserve their
0: own thing. And I think yeah. having done this one now, and maybe do that one later down the line.
1: Yeah, and I I definitely would be great. I'd definitely be interested in seeing how you what you think of get on with that um, one. give it seven because I think as remakes go, it's tip top and it does pick up. A lot of, like, for example, one of the quibbles I've got, and I can see why they've done it. So, this isn't a knock at Akira Sarah at all, is the villain makes no impression at all. He's got no, apart from looking cool with an eye patch and big horns on mm. his helmet, he's, got, he's a non character. He's completely mm-hmm. a non character. I don't even think he's got a name. He may have had, he may have like a two lines of dialogue, mm-hmm. but that's because he wants the bandits to be basically a force of nature. So the first time you see him, the opening shot, they just come on as a black shadow and a rumble of thunder. So he literally wants that. I think this is me being a wanky film student. I think he literally wants to depict them as a force of nature in the same way a thunderstorm would be or locusts or something like that. Yeah, he's not he's not interested in giving them a backstory or giving them character or anything like that. They're literally just a a tide that comes Mm -hmm. in. Yeah. Now. But to me, I go that that feels. A- I want somebody to hate. I can't hate this guy. I can root for the good guys, mm-hmm. but I can't root against this guy because there's nothing there yeah. to to go against. Yeah. It's like rooting against the clouds. It's it's like my problem. What was the what's the Twister? The movie Twister, right? Mm-hmm. You, I can't get into that movie at all because there's nothing to kick against. All you've got is these these dumbass weather people driving into
2: <laughs> storm yeah but that's that drove me that mad because oh, that, no but, it drives me mad as well because it's you're supposed to be like oh no this force of nature these tornadoes but all i'm thinking is why are you driving toward it you absolutely yeah, yeah. <laughs> get away, away, away yeah, from horrible,
1: it just form. get out the way but so so one of the things that the magnificent seven does is it gives the bad guy some depth and some scenes and some personality and stuff and it's um oh god what's his name it's um oh jesus it'll come to me eli waller who we all loved in oh yeah on the, the ugly he yeah. plays the bandit so he he does a great job he does a phenomenal job of giving this guy some personality and some oh, scenes nice. and, dialogue and some really important scenes and some they give him some texture and stuff like that. So that mm. works really well. um uh, So that and that—that's like I say. There's there's, there's certain things that the, the 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 remake cleverly, which is what a remake should do, is is come up and go. Oh, okay, what can we do different
3: mm.
1: that stays within you know doesn't betray the original, but throws a few twists for people who've seen the original. Yeah. And yeah. there's a couple of you know it's it, it, there's there's some scenes that are almost identical beat yeah. for beat and the dialogue is almost lifted um and then there's other bits where it'll throw you there's a couple of twists towards the end that kind of throw you and go oh, okay i didn't see that coming mm. but yeah so I'd, I'd really like to
0: yeah start. i think we'll have that as a future yeah a future episode
1: i think is there a bank holiday next year that we'll be recording on because find <laughs> out we'll plan, plan it because it'll be on it's a bank,
0: yeah, it's a bank movie. holiday movie it's usually on then but i, t- I tell you what i another thing i did i didn't like with uh seven samurai was the score i thought the score was great Yeah, yeah. yeah. i really enjoyed it it's it's just lovely music
1: well that um, that, that opening bit the kind yeah. of a tonal kind of drum beat is just phenomenal way to start a movie yeah. oh
3: yeah
1: uh, and i think you could still i remember i was watching ahsoka uh, yeah was it a couple of months ago, a couple of few few weeks ago? Yeah, yeah. And I'm pretty sure the first episode is playing, paying homage to, to Seven Samurai. I you, just wouldn't be surprised. Absolutely, You've got that dark, dark, yeah, the black screen and then yeah. you, this kind of music coming in. Yeah. It, it just yeah. felt like a, a deliberate homage to me. Um, But it is, yeah, it is incredible stuff. And it's nice that they've all got their own separate little themes. Mm. The bandits yeah. have got their theme, the samurai have got their theme. I think uh, Cambai's got his theme and kikachio has got his kind of jaunty, jaunty little theme Mm -hmm. as well. But it's, um, but yeah, I I found myself kind of humming it afterwards, which is always a good sign. Mm. Yeah,
0: that's a really lovely score. So, see, there were elements that I did like. It was just
1: Mm. overall as a package. It didn't hit all the boxes for me. I mean, yeah. I mean, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. I mean, we could, you know, it. Sometimes things don't. They don't click, or sometimes they don't click first time. When you come and rewatch it in a couple of years or whatever, you might. And go, it oh, will okay, I get it now.
3: Yeah, yeah,
0: no, uh, exactly.
1: It, yeah. So and yeah, like I say, the 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 you know the the was it the day or day and a half mm. break between the two halves probably didn't help. And all well,
0: that.
1: Well, kind of yeah, never, uh, I probably
0: just, could have watched it the following day. It was just a case of. I wasn't sure I wanted to but yeah. I knew I but I knew I had to. I didn't want to come to the recording like yeah I couldn't finish it. So
1: And, see, and yeah, <laughs> see that's that's a shit mindset to have to go into a movie to yeah. watch yeah. as well. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. I'm actually kind of intrigued to see if there's ever a film where one of us just nope's out halfway through. <laughs> yeah. I'm, well, be intrigued to see if, uh, if that ever happens cuz I've only ever like walked out of a, a cinema once. Uh I'm not, I'm very much a completionist like i if I start a book and I hate mm. it, I've got to finish it even if I'm only a chapter in because I'm like, well, I've started now.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean it's, it's re- I mean I will just know better. I've never walked out of a cinema. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, I I would have done for Batman and Robin, um, but I was with a date, and I thought I can't <laughs> I gotta fuck this love. Let's go. Yeah, you know, I
0: would have done for the lighthouse, but I kept nodding off anyway
1: yeah
2: i mean i walked out of dinner for schmucks which i realize is not like a great film anyway but Mm. it looked like a stupid fun comedy and it had a lot of people in it i like like paul rudd was in it jermaine Mm. clement's in it like uh a lot of people i enjoy uh but it was like an it was an it was a nasty movie it wasn't nice at all and i was just like oh this is like mean spirited it's not funny it's just rude Mm. and so me and rich were like ah it's gone and Magamamas instead. <laughs> exactly.
0: But there's plenty of films streaming or DVD that I've definitely been like, No.
2: No, yeah, see, I'll just, I'll still sit through all the way through something. Like <laughs> even if I haven't like technically paid for it, like it's streaming and so it's sort of technically free. But like, mm. even then I'll still be like, Well, I've got to persevere. There's been a couple of times I suppose when Rich has put a film on that I don't know anything about and almost immediately I'll realise it's not for me, so I'll just like start reading something.
1: Yeah, the the but the, the only film. To watch myself. Yeah, the only film I can think of where I was actually watching it with somebody um, at home and just went no fuck this was the remake of um, I Spit on Your Grave. Oh and yeah, I I, 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 I hated those. the original, so I was going into that going <laughs> well if they've remade it, it, they must have toned it down. They, no. To get it made, they must. It's you know we're in we're in you know the 2000s now. It can't it can't be as brutal as it as the original, and it was just foul. And, <laughs> I, and I literally got I I got to a I I got to a point where somebody's having their eyelids shut, sound shut, and no. I just went nope, I'm done.
2: I'm
1: Anything done. with eyes, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was talking to my friend. She went, "What's the matter? What's up?" I'm going, "I'm no, <laughs> I'm, I'm done." You can finish it if you want, but I'm going to I'm going to go home now. Um, I'm kind of I I don't need to see any more of this. You know, uh, if, I'm so, watching, and, if I'm watching so, at so home, as long as we're not going to review out. that, I think. No, we'll be all right. Be we going. won't
0: do that one. No, we I generally won't watch torture porn stuff. Mm. So, no. Um, but no, if it's if I'm at home and it's meant to be a comedy, or it's meant to be a good drama and it's highly rated. or I'm just like I'm bored and I'm scrolling on my phone. I'll dump out.
1: Just not, yeah. I'm mean, gonna waste your time. Times I'll just sit down, you know, if it's on the telly or whatever, and go, Yeah, yeah, sure. ah, fuck this, I'll turn it over, you know. Uh, yeah. I don't think I have a pet of anything if I was required to watch it for a podcast or whatever. I'd feel no. obligated to have to. That was like, I, this. Feel, this. Like I, feel, that's
2: I feel like that's going to color your enjoyment of it anyway, though, because if you're for, if you're struggling enough that you want mm. to know out of it but then you force yourself to watch the rest. Unless it does like a massive one eighty at the end for you. Yeah.
3: Like
2: you're just well, that gonna back, well,
1: that's what I'm always happen. hopeful for. See that's what I'm always True. hopeful yeah. for. Like I mean that you can know, happen. I mean escape. I yeah, yeah, I got halfway through Napoleon dynamite.
2: And just, I still oh, not I just seen that and just either.
1: went, nah fuck it, I'm done. And then um went back the next day and just loved it. <laughs> so whether my mood changed or whether the tone of the move movie changed and the second half is better than the first half mm. but you know it, it can happen you just it go, adds, yeah think.
0: totally there's yeah. plenty of films that it happens in unfortunately it wasn't quite for me with this but that no. i say it doesn't mean that i won't return to it and, and try mm. it again you know it's, especially,
1: it's, a, it's a big ask to, to yeah yeah you know, like i say it's a three and a half hour movie subtitled i mean i know you're not fussed about subtitle although no. you have your issues and stuff like that yeah you know, black and white foreign language period piece uh it's it's a big it's a big ask to, to drop somebody in
0: i mean it'd, it'd be, be
1: a, it'd like you sticking me in front of i don't know a star trying big, to get you to watch a star is born would probably yeah a star is born probably something like that with, like be, the
0: 54 version would probably i mean i wouldn't ask you to sit through the streisand version because no but <laughs> because the 54 <laughs> version is the best but yeah it'd be like me trying to get you to sit through 54 stars yeah there's there's certain
1: ones where you just go okay if you're gonna dump me in the middle of this it's yeah it's 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 a big ask and it might happen but it might not i
2: I think that's what was putting me off watching it the entire time it's been on the list of riches because there were so many other things on his list that were like either shorter or Mm. like this one's a comedy or Mm, (laughs) like there were so many other things that i was like well I could spend three and a half hours watching this and maybe not like it, or I could watch gross point blank.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Like, you know, where's, what am I gonna? So, uh, and I, and I do sort of worry about like, um, I was worried about the sort of samurai movie because when Rich originally gave me that list, he was like, oh, it's kind of like a Western, but in Japan. And I have not found a Western that I enjoy as yet. (laughs) (laughs) So I was worried just on that front that I was going to be like, but if it's just a Western in Japan, I might vaguely be more interested in the Japan bits. Yeah. Am I mm. gonna give a shit about any of these people and what they're up to? And it turns out I really was. And I would say that this is the kind of movie that I enjoyed enough that I think I would genuinely quite like to see it on the big screen, uh, mm. like zero distractions when I am fully awake. Yeah,
3: yeah,
1: yeah.
2: I think um, it would be amazing on with the big better screen. Better subtitles.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, well, it's, it's interesting because I was watching it, going, "Wasn't this widescreen? Because it feels widescreen, but it's not." you know in, in the you know the 50s it's, it's actually quite a square mm-hmm. picture it's you know yeah. a square it's ratio a yeah yeah so you know, kind of in my head it feels like even thinking about it now i feel like it's a wide screen movie but it's, it's it's got that kind of depth to it
0: mm-hmm. um, i mean i the thing is i don't regret watching it i may not no. have overly enjoyed but i don't regret watching it because there's, there were still things in it that i Got out of it that were good, you know. Uh, whether it's the score, the cinematography, costume, there were scenes that I did think were extremely good. Um, but as we've already said, there it just it wasn't enough everything together at that time.
1: Mm. So it's, I, it's, it's a big movie to have to pick the nuts out of yeah you
2: know? on the um on the subject of costume i will say one thing though i think i've mentioned i've definitely mentioned it on the parlor but i think i've mentioned it on here before about how i get squicky about movies where people get dirty um, <laughs> so that one of the problems i have with westerns is that everybody always looks covered in a fine layer of sand and dust and yeah. that upsets me to no end it makes me physically itch i don't know what it is i think i'm just a bit bananas. Um, but I will say there's a sequence in this where it starts raining and it gets really muddy, yeah. like during all the fighting. Mm-hmm. And um kick chio is running around with like no bottoms on with his literal <laughs> ass <laughs> and that got me every time yeah. and like, i was it's... like this man is trying to catch every disease <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, and by the way what are you is, doing it's the final battle that was shot in february because it took a year for oh, to Christ. Make and that was supposed to be shot in like the autumn and end up shooting that in, in february so it, everybody was freezing cold and I was thinking he was walking around literally naked from the waist down. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Um, and he thought, how did how did he? Oh not? my
2: god, that man! I if he didn't get pneumonia after this movie, I dunno. Mm. <laughs> like it was madness. But what was kind of brilliant about it was that nobody looked like uncomfortable with that. They were still just running around doing their jobs. Do you know what mm. I mean? Like, yeah, Nobody absolutely. looked like um like they were having a a hard time aside from you know the fighting that was happening yeah. um i feel like even though we've probably talked a bit less than we have for most of the movies we've kind of meandered around. we've started drifting off onto other things so yeah, i wanted yeah. to pull yeah. up a couple of um final thoughts if that's all right. Yeah,
0: I say go yeah. for it. Yeah, let's do
2: that. Um one of the first thoughts I had about the film and Rich couldn't stop laughing was the very opening sequence where the bandits are having their very loud conversation about it they're gonna come back later and fuck shit up. That one guy's horse was not behaving at all. And I don't think it was purposeful, but it was very funny to me. What, like the, like the other two were almost still horses, just having a conversation. And then this third guy's horse was like spinning around, trotting back and forth, jiggling. And I'm just like, this guy looks like he's having a time.
1: <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> like I, I, like that, I noticed that. Uh, but the thing is about, and I, I honestly, I don't know, because with Akira out, he likes movement. And he likes yeah. stuff to swing from one side of the screen to the other side of the screen. There's a lot of that going on. So I, w- I was honestly in two minds about, is that just an unruly horse? <laughs> or, or is that guy literally yanking the reins backwards and forwards to get movement on the screen? So he's not just sitting there doing it. And if you, if you, I've, I've watched a few like commentaries and stuff like that where people praise that up and down about him. See how he keeps everything moving in the screen. Yeah. And, and whenever anybody says something like that, my head's just going, yeah, but is that just an arsehole of a horse?
2: I, yeah, that's that's all I could think, because, like, I mean, I don't know what it was like making films in the 50s. But mm. I just feel like it, it's, it, 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 it wouldn't surprise me if there was like the odd sort of acty horse that was just like, no, I will not do what you say today. I am not in the mood.
1: <laughs> uh, well, I don't, I don't, yeah, see, I, I don't know how, what, the, what the situation was on on like multiple takes for for this in none of my research it mentioned about whether he was like a one take guy or he do you know where he's a kubrick and he did loads of takes but um i I know he was a bit of a technician and he knew what he wanted when it was on screen so i'd find it difficult to think i i I kind of lean towards the fact that it's deliberate yeah well i
2: found it i found it quite funny because if it it's funny if it's not intentional because it's just a horse being an arsehole, which is mm. funny. And it's it's also kind of funny if it is intentional because it sort of undermines everything that bandit's saying because it looks like <laughs> he can't control his own horse, <laughs> which which is very funny. Um, But, like, I, I, again, it was another thing that I liked because it feels real because, like, the, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to bring this film up because it's fucking shit, right? But I'm going to. When I was younger, I thought, have you ever seen the movie The Last Samurai with Tom Cruise?
3: Yeah, yeah. No, so
2: I thought, I thought this film was the dog's bollocks when I first saw it. because I was like, wow, isn't Japan beautiful? Aren't Samurai honourable? Wow, isn't Tom Cruise pretty? Um, and I was sort of a bit, and the score by, I think it's Hans Matt, it's like proper brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I grew up and realised that actually that was just the, the story of a white man saving a load of people, because why not? And also it's stupid and shit. <laughs> like
1: well, I I feel like to, it, although I haven't seen it for a while.
2: I, I have I, grown to sort of hate that film. But one of the yeah. like big things that bothers me about it since I saw it like as more of a grown up was that like nothing is out of place in that film and it feels so like unrealistic which is funny because it's ostensibly trying to be realistic to the time period it's in but there's like there's never a hair wrong on tom cruise's head Uh, Mm. there's nary a horse that that even snuffles out of place like all of the samurai are perfectly lined up and like and it just like it's so like hollywood stagey and i really appreciate like um one of the reasons i really like uh Certain actors like okay, I don't actually think he's a very good actor, Toby Maguire, but everybody rags on him for that scene in Spider Man where he has a proper ugly cry.
3: Yeah, but that's
2: <laughs> that to me, that is a human crying yeah, that, like, yeah have you ever looked yeah. at yourself in a mirror when you've had a cry you look like a fucking disaster i oh. don't know why people think that that's an unrealistic portrayal of a human crying
3: yeah
2: <laughs> that is what your face looks like you grimace snot comes out there's tears yeah. are really bright red. you look like an absolute disaster uh and i, I like i really appreciate it's well, why i appreciate arnold schwarzenegger as well even though he's not like the world's greatest actor but he's not afraid to look like a burke like he'll pull a face <laughs> he'll you know strain all of his muscles till all of his veins are showing and he looks like he's about to pop because that's what the moment needs Mm -hmm. and i appreciate that sort of acting and that sort of filmmaking where you know things don't look intentional and you're not sure whether was that an unruly horse was that the direction they were going in Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I like yeah, yeah. that sort of thing because it seems more natural to me than we, yeah, like, I mean, a perfectly still horse while a man delivers a speech.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know, I know he, 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 he did a kind of in, a different kind of approach to it in that he, he shot everything with three cameras because mm. he because he, 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 he knew it was going to be kind of chaotic, yeah, you know, particularly in the battle scenes and stuff like that. That they're not going to be able to reset and reshoot and stuff like that. So he set set up three cameras. He had three cameras on every on every shot, hmm. so that he'd have coverage, so he could edit stuff together. So uh, and I think that adds to the the, the authenticity of it that it does just feel um, real and, and kind of yeah. almost documentary style. Um, and I think the black and white helps with that as well. It takes off that kind of sheen that cinematic sheen off of it a little bit yeah and you and you do feel because it's an incredibly small story for think about a little village being attacked by 30 guys ain't ain't that big in the in the scheme of things but it feels big it's like with jaws a single shark off the coast of a of a a seaside resort isn't that big a story it's not you know earthquake or anything like that or you Mm -hmm. know yeah whatever it's kind of a small story but it feels big because it's big to these characters it's big in their lives and i think and, and it makes you feel that you know that it's, it's it's not like it's not lord of the rings with a thousand orcs coming over the mountains and all that kind of stuff it's up in battle of hell deep mm. yeah
3: but
1: it, it's, but he, it's um, kind of small scale on that and feels intimate but also um brutal like you can literally apparently you can literally count off you see them counting off the dead bandits and apparently that's legit you can you can count the dead bandits as you go through the movie and you see all 30 get the chop kind of thing you know and i thought that's 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 kind of the detail i like that kind of that that you can because i've done that you know like whenever you get a countdown in a movie they go there's only We've got five oh. minutes before the bomb goes off. And My thirty brain minutes later. Mike is literally counting it off. Or if they go, we've only got thirty seconds. I can count thirty seconds. You lying fucker. That's for two minutes. <laughs>
2: yeah. No, that was. Uh... One of the things I really liked about the film overall is that because I was so invested in the characters, it didn't really matter that the stakes weren't, you know, like the whole of Tokyo's about to get destroyed. It was like yeah. this little group of farmers, all they want to do is fucking sort out their barley and their rice, yeah. like and live. Uh, that's yeah. all they want. Uh, yeah. I think, this, you know, this and is, you I
1: mean, not to beat upon the, the Marvel movies because. Yeah, everybody seems to be beating up on the Marvel movies. But like, uh, one of the things I wish they'd learn is not everything has to be cosmic. It doesn't have to well, be cosmic scale threats every single time. You can have yeah. something just that's going to affect a couple of people, and it's important. It can still at, be valid.
2: At the risk of going off on a tangent, that is why I disliked Quantum Mania so much because the first Ant Man movie is very much about Ant Man's family yeah. experiencing a thing, uh, and it's not like massive you know world ending it's not even new york ending stakes it's just like his family having a time yeah. and then Mania is like look at this whole universe in this teeny way i don't care who are yeah. these people i don't give a shit um but yeah, seven samurai the other sort of final thought that i had is that so I gave this movie four out of five stars, thought it was absolutely brilliant. But the, the the thing that sort of bothered me a little bit about it is it does feel like it kind of just ends. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, they have that nice sequence where everybody's planting the next, you know, season's crops. Yeah. And then it sort of just finishes. And it didn't I didn't feel like I had closure on some of those smaller stories, like what was going on with uh katsushiro and shino like do they i yeah, yeah. uh, think like does her dad stop being a massive end about it like what happens there yeah. um do the samurai like are they all gonna stay in that village is that village you know protected by they're now like family i guess or are they gonna you know roaming on off somewhere else <laughs> after yeah. like i was sort of chomping yeah. for like almost like an epilogue but, uh, <laughs> i mean it's it's nice in a way
0: because you could just make up your own how it's going to work out but it yeah. feels like it's very of that time, because Lee and I have watched a lot of movies from around this sort of decade mm. in the '60s, and a lot of them were just finish the story, the end, bye. <laughs> yeah, it is just,
1: it's just done. Yeah. Goodbye. Don't <laughs> don't let the seat yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> in we're the out. back of the legs.
0: That's exactly it. And and, mm. and so and, and we'd be texting through these films, and all, and we get the the end, you know, title card, and Lee would literally text the end. We're out. <laughs> <laughs> go go home. That's it. Go. You know, we're done. And I and I think it. They, 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 so many were often left um, kind of ambiguous as to what was... They either ended well and you had a wrap-up, or they were like this, you had so many threads that were still... Yeah. I
1: mean, Jason and the Argonauts is the big one. Mm. It just stops with all the subplots. It's like, was there supposed to be a second movie? Well, that's what you wonder, <laughs> all, the, it? all those plots set up at the start, just completely unresolved. Because I,
0: I think we're so... In today's sort of film society, we're so kind of, well, if they've left it that open, they must be hoping for a sequel or there's going to be a sequel. Yeah. But when these were done, it's like, no, nah, we just didn't write any more. Yeah. <laughs> this was the I mean, story once I mean, you to tell. You don't know, no.
1: where, where the, where the, you know, because they had cut scenes and yeah. deleted scenes and there was editing yeah. and stuff like that. But you, you do kind of wonder... Um, but it is, like you say, it is phenomenal that film stuff will just stop. And again, mm-hmm. not to keep going on about the Magnificent Seven, but that's that's something else that I think they must have looked, said the same thing because there's a bit more resolution to some of those
3: mm.
1: B plots or their equivalent of those B plots, so. Yeah. I say. Yeah. But it's um. But yeah, I, I would be interested, especially if now you said that you haven't found a a western to, for you to love. Although I, I feel now you'll just go. But this is just Seven Samurai.
2: <laughs>
0: I've seen this. Well, I've seen this now. That's
2: it. It's done. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will admit I did enjoy the, there was like a, I was going to say recent, but it probably wasn't recent at all, was it? Because my perception of time is so squiffy. Um, Fairly recent remake of True Grit, which yeah. I liked. And yeah. that's yeah. probably the best thing I can say about a Western that I've seen thus far. <laughs> was all right i enjoyed
1: it at the time i've never watched it again that's fair yeah i mean i don't think i've got any final thoughts i think that that's i think i've basically just blabbed out everything i kind of wanted to say
0: (laughs) i'll I'll be honest i think i'm the same by explaining my everything how i felt about the film yeah i don't think it's i'd just be retreading what i've already said which was it's an exquisite film to look at just on, on this round has not grabbed me, but who's to yeah. say that we that can't. won't change, you know?
2: Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter if it doesn't. Some films, I mean, like we, we, we've discovered through us w- watching these films together that, my taste in films is truly baffling, and nobody will ever know which films I'm gonna like or dislike <laughs> at any given moment. Um, and I, it, sometimes I literally can't even explain why I don't like everything, but Sunset Boulevard, everything about it was technically very good. Same with I just this, yeah, give a shit. <laughs> that,
0: exactly. Yeah. And I, I think that's exactly why I was like, Yeah, this is my Sunset Boulevard. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I that, it, that everything about it is right.
2: Like, there's but
0: nothing there's nothing I would change about that, no, there's no, no, there's nothing not cut and... No, same with Seven Samurai Nothing I would, you know, really change Or anything Recast, because, yeah. No, because yeah, cause everything works for it It just didn't work In a for way them. for me at this time Yeah, for me yeah. To, to, to say yes, I really thoroughly enjoyed it I thought it was alright And, that was that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and that, that was that And
0: that was that And that was that And because oh. ne- Netflix has got blue eye samurai which i've been just mm. thoroughly enjoying and just devouring it but i'm trying to limit myself to an episode a day I rather than just oh i highly recommend I, I don't want to tell you about it because i don't want to accidentally spoil and so. also
2: we'll go off on a tangent we'll
0: go on a massive tangent and that's for another time or you watch it and we'll go on the parlor and talk about it
1: <laughs> fair enough <laughs> somebody no, pimping for another appearance on the parlor there i think
0: well you know you know <laughs> but have we got any any more we do wish to say about seven samurai at all any bits or bobs because otherwise we'll move on No, i think
1: we don't so yeah. so what's
0: so what's next well Stacey, it's your choice for for next month so what are you having us watch
2: it is yes now this one could get messy because this is literally my favorite film of all of time up to this point um this is the response i have when people say what is your favorite film uh so we're going to be watching michelle gondry's eternal sunshine of the spotless mind uh Mm. starring jim Carrey and kate winslet yeah and i'm very frightened
0: (laughs) (laughs) don't be i mean i do like june carrie and i love kate winslet and this is one that i have never seen so i look forward to that yeah and we
1: should
0: have you seen it lee yeah i've seen it yeah you've seen it okay so it's just this is just a me one that i've not seen so all right well we look forward to that next time then guys well in that case thank you ever so much for listening this was never seen seven samurai and we will see you see you no but we will be here next month with uh i'm gonna get the t- title wrong eternal sunshine of a spotless, yep. spotless mind yep there you go ah oh, did it gonna fuck that up next time all right so until next time guys it's jenny saying goodbye and stacy and lee for a bit. until next time guys this is never seen hey everyone if you'd like to follow Never Seen on the socials, you can find us on both Twitter and Instagram at neverseen underscore pod. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter, I'm at angelj5. You can find Stacey on both Twitter and Instagram at Stacey's Parlour. That's Stacy spelt with an E-Y and Parlour with a U-R. And you can find Lee on Twitter at Lee
3: underscore G.